Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Exposition Encyclopedia. Um, of course, my name is Alex, and I'm one of your co-hosts for this evening's podcast. And with me, I have... Max, we're back. Yeah, you know. Uh, we weren't able to deliver that second episode right away. We decided we wanted to go under some changes. Yes, we decided to uh, change our format a little bit. And yes. This this was the first episode uh, doing that, um, and I think we're having a we're having a better time doing it this way. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but with that, episodes might take a little bit longer to come. Yeah. Out. But we'll you know we'll play it by ear and see how we feel. Um, but that being said, today's episode being the Undead Volume One of Monsters. Uh, and I think we had our, we had, we, we enjoyed, uh, making this story. Yeah. Kind of had a skeleton first yeah. few pages and then yeah. we showed it to someone and then we got feedback and then we, uh, we fleshed it out. Yeah. We wanted to like, um, make it feel more, uh, connection with the story, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I love using Undead. Yeah. Um, they're, I really um, love using Undead. Very easy f- first yeah. uh, creatures to encounter. Yeah, definitely. They, their stat blocks are pretty easy and their lore is pretty easy. Yeah, uh, I understand. And you can understand why the need to fight them. Yeah. And um, Undead's like one of those bad things that, you know, just is usually not good <laughs> to see mm-hmm. running around and yeah, you usually don't want to keep, have them stay alive. Um, other cultures, you know, there are some exceptions, but, you know, largely undead are frowned upon and feared. Yeah. Um, and in, in this story, we had several kinds of undead. Yeah, we did. Um, and um, we can save the, the better or the more interesting ones for later, but we started off with skeletons. Um, mm-hmm. We have, you know, these these skeletons that have curious bone structure and growths coming out of them um and they're shambling and they're they have this heavy kind of lurching hunched figure um and then we move on to a different type of enemy and that being well we consider we started with the basis of the story ghouls yes ghouls which ghouls have a very interesting uh mechanics in game of D, and also they have a very interesting story um Ghouls, kind of the basis of this, ghouls have the ability to, when they attack and hit creatures, paralyze them. Um, and I kind of thought, had the idea of, what if ghoul spit, or like ghoul, you know, something with ghouls, this iteration of ghouls, what if they're like spit or something calcified bodies? That yeah. being, you know, growing, you know, stone and uh, you know deposits onto bones and like kind of making this uh, we kind of rolled with it a little bit and then eventually we just we developed it into um ghoul spit turning people into sandstone or limestone um skeletons yes and we kind of roll, rolled with it and it you know turned into the beautiful thing that it is now and then of course finally the last ghoul that we encountered the boss the cursed king um we, I, Max, you you found an amazing picture, um, 
where it was a a, a ghoul, but it, an ogre ghoul. It was an ogre ghoul. I think they're like, I don't know. They're not in the current like the yeah. They're not manual. I think they're one of the new ones. But uh, oh my gosh, it's such a like terrifying idea of a yeah. voracious, hungry ghoul, undead tongue lashing but the size of an ogre the corpulent large rotund form of an ogre that's towering above you and we kind of went uh, a little crazy of a you know a classic boss fight and i think it um yeah i think it really works personally yeah it was definitely one of the harder bits to write yes it yeah. was um how do you how do you show that he's tough without readers or listeners being like how is he not dead from getting yeah yeah so it's kind of that balancing game of you know storytelling but i had to treat it like uh every sentence is a new role Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah like like how how your average dice rolls work because you don't fail every dice roll unless you just have really bad luck yeah yeah hopefully you don't and and Um. and for the eyes of a fair dm with a one-on-one <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, yeah and um something we del- 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 delved upon it too with these with these undead is um undead these like these ghouls you know we can we changed some of the characteristics and traits of these monsters um like i said with the the um their spit calcifying but also we you know um added like ghouls with armor or ghouls with magic items. Um, yeah. The first ghoul being one with armor, and then the cursed king having that cursed item. Um, and of course, you know, maybe you can say something about uh, the skeletons maybe having like a resistance to bludgeoning damage, or maybe a vulnerability to bludgeoning damage because of their uh, stone-like bones. Yeah, that's. I so. mean, like when he smashes the head off and it, or it keeps walking, and like it's got a there's like obviously it's got a that's not a source of life. Yeah. It, it's a, a facsimile of life, you yeah. know, a mocking of life. Um, but you know, uh, that's you know, that's the undead. That's the main part of what we wanted this story to be about is the undead. Yeah. What kind of developed along the way was the character of Brother Ogden. Yes. And I kind of fell in love more and more with Ogden as we wrote the story. Yeah, I thought. Um... I kind of didn't write a whole lot of Ogden or Thibaldus, the original uh, writings, because we were just, I think I was focused on, like, where they were when yeah, I started the, the, it. Yeah, the setting, which was important. And, you, we had the um, where. And then we, and then someone, and then we got a recommendation to let, have them talk more, which is obvious. Yeah. Um, because Ogden had, like, character. one line yeah. in the original, um, but it wasn't like we wrote it start to finish. I wrote an, an out, like, a basic, kind of basic, not finished, rough draft, and sent it to Alex. And then, um, then we, then when I was got into the dialogue, we developed Ogden to be this younger paladin. Yeah, this younger paladin, um, you know, uh, a young squire or you know, a young priest, priestly knight. Yeah, um, that is. He's not a squire at that point, but he yeah, was one. Yeah, at one yep. point, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, traveling with this older figure, um, Thibaldus. Yeah. That, um. We kind of named F out of like nowhere, and we're like, Thibaldus is a funny name. Um, I, I believe I came up with Ogden. Yeah, Thibaldus I... was the first character we you we came up with, and yeah. then we did. I said I said the ball. You said the Baldus, and I said Ogden, and then 
we just were like, we could have two paladins. Yeah, a pair. <laughs> a pair. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of have this, you know, nice kind of um, uh, dichotomy. This like two sides of the spectrum of this this brotherhood, and we have this, you know, this younger, um, you know, this younger seeking, you know destiny kind of uh knight and versus this curmudgeon uh old paladin that is i i'd call him a little bit jaded yes yeah uh yeah uh he is i when i was writing the baldest i wasn't when i did like the his first dialogue i was like uh is he too mean? <laughs> no, nah, but I kind of, I think, I kind of think it, it works because yeah. it had that. that yeah. I, don't know, I think you described it as that that millennial boomer kind of relationship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, I think, I think that totally fit with the scenario, and I think it made it a little more interesting. Um, and of course, we kind of play around with the feelings of you know we 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 both think that Ogden liked the Baldus to an extent, like even yeah. though he was like a emergent old man, I think Ogden liked him, and. Yeah. Kind of why the 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 mirage of Thibaldus in the latter half of the story. I think that kind of um, I don't know, kind of played with feelings with him. Yeah. I don't know. I think I, I I liked it kind of, and I had this you know nice want, cinematic idea of it. I wanted them to share one little moment before, because I think from the moment we started writing this, Thibaldus was dot. It was dead in our heads. He was yeah, going like to die. Before, like right when we made the character, like Thibaldus is going to die. Yeah. Um, um, and then we kind of wanted, wanted to play with that. I wanted to give him a moment. Again. Mm-hmm. So I did the, the hallucination bit. And once again, yeah. it's not like cheery. I was thinking maybe the hallucination would kind of be more friendly because uh, it'd be in Ogden's mind, but Ogden would then be think. But then I didn't think that would make sense because Ogden would would know what the Baldus would say to him. Yeah, that kind of. So, so was, he still kind of had weird. a hallucination of an a grumpy old man. Yeah, uh, but I think it worked because yeah. it's how it's how the story started. The the line of the 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 mirage is just that. Yeah, you know, wake up, Ogden. That kind of just like slapping awake kind of get back into reality um yeah and i think and i think in a sense that kept um ogden going in the story yeah that hallucination even though it like played with his feelings i feel like that kind of propelled him to continue yeah i think um personally that the hallway that they're in that they're walking down isn't as long as uh it really was in reality and that for a little bit of that that walk was more a bit of it was in Ogden's head, and then mm-hmm. at one point when the the the, the ogre ghoul eating the corpse snaps him back into the reality, he realizes he's like, "Oh, I'm there," and then yeah, can't find the Baldus, and then he sees it unfolding yep. in front of him, the Baldus being mauled by. My original concept of the story with um with the ghouls because I really wanted to work on ghouls for some reason for um undead because I never really touch upon them in D anD D. Um, I had this idea of just like, I think the first premise I had of this story was literally a knight in a tomb, going into a chamber and then seeing the glowing eyes of a ghoul while it's eating his comrade. 
And that was like the basis of my idea. And then we fleshed on it so much more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had a lot. I had a few ideas. I was like, do we do we want to make a big like what what should be at the end of this yeah. dungeon? Because I thought just the ghoul would be a little little unsatisfying. So yeah. I looked. I thought yeah. maybe maybe there was um, a lich, and then we're like, no, that's too that's too, too much. Yeah, a little too big and, for and like too a... early for this podcast. We're, yeah, we're, touching um, upon matches. <laughs> so, but that is, I, but we kind of had that idea. It's kind of the reason, one of the reasons, uh, in the vault journals from, uh, Selkar, he mentions a wizard, though, that they, that the tomb belongs to, the vault is actually a tomb belonging to a wizard. Um, yeah, so that kind of, the, the lich idea did kind of permeate through the story, but it was like, um, but, uh, now, but, uh, now it kind of throws everyone off. Yeah, I kind of I I like that, though. It was once yeah. a lich's lair, a lich's dungeon, and then the lich fell out of power, and now it's a tomb for these ghouls with cursed items. Yeah. So it's kind it's of a either, transition of power. Yeah, I would say that, that in my head, it was definitely that they did what the the crown is a cursed item from a lich. Yeah, um, like but, it was like a remnant of the magical power. But like we and wrote, the king didn't necessarily um, know what he was doing. Uh, king Malik is a forgotten <laughs> king, and it's only called Malik's Vault through like legends, and you know how legends are—they're never set in stone. So yeah, they can be like you know, yeah, they don't have to be true. And it's what yeah. makes folk stories kind of all the more like terrifying is like, oh, I thought you know Malik's Vault was just like a like a like a. Like, I thought it just belonged you... to. Yeah. I thought it was just someone's burial. I thought the guy who was buried there was names, but like, nah. Used to be a different guy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and that's another character, Selkar. Uh, he's got a. Yes. He's yes. got his fifteen minutes of fame. Yeah, <laughs> a little less than fifteen. A little, uh, a little uh, kind of blast from the past that is his journal. Yeah. Um. It gives us a little insight of, you know, the the background of this tomb, this ruin, why it's there. It it, it, it solidifies little, the where. Uh yeah. I never really they never get really seen again. Um, but like I just try to like build a bit of the environment and the uh the sandamanders bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh with the metal contraptions. Um and that's kinda why there's so many like descents and hallways is these metal beasts that eventually have worn away at this point um or even like who knows where they are like deployed in the deserts lost the sands yeah but yeah these long hallways are kind of like uh, helped as like transporting and like holding these uh creatures these um constructed beasts yeah exactly i it was just a lot of that schematics room and everything was a bit of like, oh, somebody went to work here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't, it was ultimately not the most important part of the story. No. But sometimes no, it happens. <laughs> You're right. You know, just some, like some, you know, some splash yeah. of like background. Flavor. That's what I yeah, call flavor. it. Yeah, um, flavor. Um, yeah, that's, that's what kind of adds to the story. It gives a background to the where, where they are, the setting. But I like it in the sense that it kind of Ogden Lolly gags around for a bit. 
and then the skeleton spooks him and he kills it and then he snaps back he's like oh i have to find the yeah that kind of like oh humdy dumdy dum oh what's yeah. this and then like the shit happens he's like oh wait a minute like this is not good yeah and it, then it takes so him back we forget to reality. about all that stuff so all that stuff and it's kind of um it was kind of like oh yeah it's cool uh and it doesn't get brought up again but sometimes i like that uh, and who knows? It could be revisited down the line. Yeah, Sandman. There's other not other a real monster stories. in the in the monster manual, but they're heavily inspired by like the metal beasts from Vol- uh, Mordekainen's. Yeah, yeah. The like the the same uh, the steel prowler. I think is the one steel of them. predator. Yeah, yeah, steel predator. That's it. Yeah, they're like tiny steel. I just call them Sandmaners because I thought it would be funny. <laughs> yeah, it uh, works. Yeah. Kind of a nice little flavor thing. Um, um, yeah. But yeah. And then we have our little epilogue at the end that I yeah, absolutely nice love. Bow. A nice little just a... Because we, we, we... While this is, you know, that's kind of like our quote-unquote Halloween episode because we wanted to touch upon Undead. Yep. It's still part of like that high fantasy kind of um, genre. And we wanted to like... You know, some some stories still have not every horror story, as we talked about this, not every horror story has a bad ending. Kind of not even every horror story has a open ended ending. Sometimes it's a nice bow. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, and exactly. That's kind of what those rays of light coming into the ruin were is in a sense of like, this is over. You've made it to the end. Um, yeah, and then hope. I personally love it when somebody uh in a horror video game film story sees the sun again i think Mm -hmm. that's way more satisfying um obviously it's satisfying some people sometimes horror the object is horror to leave you with an unsatisfying ending yeah but preferably since i was we were writing it and i was i had wrote that ending and then i was like i don't know if you like this epilogue but we ended up alex ended up really liking it yeah i like it it's kind of like that like that last little farewell to yeah. of this relationship. And it, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a very sweet, it's a very romantic, in a romantic ending, that romanticism. Yeah. It's, you can tell like that's a, with Ogden as a character, that is a, moint, a point in his life that will shape who he becomes. Yeah. And you can and tell that from that end. Yeah, and then we kind of end with a bit of open-endedness. Like, he is now responsible for a squire. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what will he do? What, you know? Yeah. Will he be like, uh, will he learn from the old man? Or will he, uh, or will, you know, or will he kind of develop, or will he try to teach his squire the way that he learned from Brother Thibaldus? Yeah, But um, yeah. I think... It's... Yeah, it's open ended in that in that in that sense. Yeah, I was I, I I left it like that. I was originally had an idea to like he was going to be, um, the high minister was going to make him more in charge of cursed based, uh, oh okay you know, missions. But I thought like a, that was too curse, much. The, the curses department. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was too weird and unrealistic for a fantasy thing. I was like, they don't have a curses department. They're just going to send whoever. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I thought, what, what, what would he get? Because, like, other than like his pay, and I think he, that I'm like, oh, uh, they probably ascends in rank. 
Yeah, I think, yeah. I I mean, everyone would have sent a drink after killing an ogre ghoul, I think. Yeah. So I was like, what would he get specifically that could make the the story uh, have a good sense of closure? And I thought, maybe he gets a squire. Somebody, now he's in charge of someone. <laughs> it's kind of like a brighter uh, ending of the classic, like, the story starts anew, the cycle begins again kind yeah. of story. Um, Where he now is the the old man. Exactly. So like, yeah. It, it's that... And that cycle, yeah, I keep going back to that, 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 that cycle. Um, but I, I agree, it kind of... T- it wraps up the story in a nice... Tugging at heartstrings. I don't know. I guess if to me it tugged my my heartstrings a little bit of just. No, that's what I was. I, I was will, kind I of hoping you. it would do. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, yeah. The until next time, old man, or the fact that that he calls him old man a few more more times, and that's what that's how he he he, he sometimes would refer to him as brother, or Thebaldus, but like when they were more in casual conversation. Some he would like in the argument in the beginning he called him old man a few times. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess for me it was old man was a nickname for uh the Baldus. Yeah. That Ogden would use. It was uh it was more of an endearing nickname, but it was like uh sometimes, but you know uh it was it was the Baldus's nickname that Ogden gave him, and like no one like something that n- only Ogden would call him. Yeah, because they had that that closeness. Yeah, yeah. Um, almost like a father son in a sense. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was kind of going for. He look. This is somebody uh, that was looked up to. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, um, easily. Easily. And, and you know. Kind of like, yeah, they argue, but it's kind of like that argument you have with your elders, and you're like, God, I hate it when you do that so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. We are running out of time, but I want to mention one more thing, which was sure. uh, I, my favorite scene with them, and I hope to hear your favorite scene. I know you probably, I think you said it was the epilogue, but, I, uh, but my favorite scene mm. that I wrote for them was when they're talking to the elven man. <laughs> oh no that has a certain sweetness to it that has a very just like it puts a smile on my face yeah it's like that that uh, that connection of culture yeah and i think that really works um yeah no i love i love that that scene that of just like this man trying to formulate common but he can't do it and then like because you know like naturally in some D games uh you know D characters have like random uh languages that they pick up and elvish you know being somewhat of a common one ogden was able to you know pick up a conversation whereas the baldus was like i my my elvish ain't so good what is he saying and i don't know it was it was a nice exchange yeah uh exactly <sighs> i i thought and then originally i was just like I don't know. I like the like the idea, like putting elves where they also don't aren't typically found, which is in the desert. Yeah, <laughs> I like the desert elf. That yeah. kind of um, I can you know, uh, uh, you know, species and races can be appear all over the world, and I think this kind of like 
a desert elf is a, a neat little touch, a neat yeah. little expansion of the world. Def- I definitely feel like when you play D anD D, you don't expect to find like a village of elves in the desert. No, it's just but not like, common. But, I but think it's uh, it but yeah. shows diversity in the world. Yeah, I and nice. I was I was kind of like I like this scene, and mm. you can kind of uh, but I had to like end it. But I yeah. I, but I was just like, oh, I like this scene. It's so fun to write. It's cute. It was cute. In it's my the, mind. what is he saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, has that kind of, yeah, a very like cinematic, like, like bonding kind of um, feel to it. I think uh, going into mine, I think my favorite scene. Uh, oh, that's pretty high up there. The, la- the epilogue is nice. I think. My favorite scene might be the first ghoul fight, actually. The first ghoul fight? Yeah, the one with the armor. I don't know yeah. why. Well, that's yeah, our time. Goes off. Yeah, it goes off. Well, we can, you know. Finish your thought. I'll just, <laughs> yeah, finish my thought. Of, you know, it's that kind of first ghoul fight is just like, I don't know. It's like not as easy as the skeleton fight, and it's um, easier. It's. Harder than the skeleton fight, but easier than the yoga fight in between and kind of an amp up. It's almost like a level, like the skeletons were level like one and then goes to two and then three and two would be that armored ghoul. And I think that's kind of, it was just a nice stepping stone is what I'd call it. And I don't know, I think a ghoul with armor just sounds cool. And the image of uh, Ogden... um, gripping his holy symbol and his mace and just kind of sending like fiery blasts uh yeah. towards the ghoul was a nice imagery and i love i mean two the of my brilliant hands yeah version kind of, of the spell yeah exactly we wanted to give that flavor of that brilliant hand um naturally like two of my favorite classes like of all time like are they are cleric and paladin i love them and so like seeing a little bit of early action that beginning of like ooh, what can ogden do um, hey, I don't know. It was kind of nice to me. Yeah, I I definitely had fun writing the the hand grabbing the face yeah. of the ghoul. Um, I yeah. imagine it being like a guiding bolt, kind of a guiding bolt spell, but with like a hand, like a burning hand, a, a shining, brilliant hand, as it is. Yep. But with that, um, we are going to wrap up our talking for tonight. Yep. Uh, yeah, we are trying to do. Um, we don't want to get offhand. We want to <laughs> use a timer to uh, limit our talking because we don't want to make episodes too long. Um, yeah, the so last one was what... almost 15 minutes, so... <laughs> yeah, so we want to, like, slim that down a bit. So we're going to end it off here until um, we meet again. And uh, let us know how you feel about this new format. We are, we are enjoying it, but we want to hear uh, your opinions. So please tweet us at ee. Lauren yeah. told. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter, EE Lauren told. Um, my Twitter is also at Alex Lamoureux VA, and Max, yours is, I don't remember. Actually, uh, oh, hey, it's Max. Yeah. Oh, uh, hey, and it's Max. capital O. Um, but yeah. Let but us yeah. know how you think. Yeah. And uh, we will see you next time. We'll have an Instagram in the future. <laughs> yeah, no, we should get on that. But alas. Good evening, everyone, and I hope you have a wonderful night. See you next time, adventurers.